And now, live from Dining Room Studios in Hollywood, California, it's the Allison Rosen is your new best friend show tonight. Allison welcomes her guests. She's a comedian whose baby won't leave her womb. This generation, I'm telling you, so entitled. It's Jenna Kim Jones. He's a good Midwestern guy and subject of South Idaho's most popular website. Alan Moss is unaware. I'm taking his photo right now. Com. It's Alan Moss. And he's a producer who believes he's hypnagogic, but that's only because people are too nice to tell him he's just hammered all the time. It's Greg Heller. Chef Jeff is here to butter your muffin. I'm her husband, Daniel, and I'm about to let her talk, saying hop on board the love bus and say hello to your new best friend, Allison Rosen. Hello, my little mini bagels. It's me, Allison, and welcome to another exciting episode of Allison Rosen is Your New Best Friend. I would like to say hello to my guest. Hello, Greg Heller. Hi, Allison. Hello, Jenna Kim Jones. Hey. Hi, Alan. Hello. Hello, Daniel. Hi. And hi, Jeff. Hi, Allison. Got any news on IVF? We all jack off in cups. They've been inside all of our vaginas as well. It's not a big deal. <laughs> <laughs> well, it is funny you bring that up because I do, in fact. Um, so I have my egg retrieval on Wednesday, and they kept moving it around. There was this question <laughs> of whether it was going to be Tuesday or Wednesday, um, and they've told me there's this thing you have to give yourself called a trigger shot, which you give – most women give it to themselves – 35 hours before retrieval but because I have a tendency to ovulate a little, a little early they've been sort of adjusting the time on it um, and I thought that my retrieval was going to be early in the morning on Wednesday because that's always when it is in which case I was going to need to give myself a shot during the show and I thought to spice it up I'm just going to do it I was going to there's two shots I have to give myself I'm like I'm just going to do it on air periscope that's right and especially because one of them is an injection pen and it has it makes this noise when you push it down. It's like, oh. it's, it's like, oh. a, it's really a weird sound. Crazy. What does it sound like? <laughs> and I thought that would be fun to do that right in the mic. And then I wondered, but is this just like stunt behavior? What is the rear doing? It's pushing the medicine into you. You just push this little button. <laughs> you push this little button and then this like, there's this mechanism inside. By the way, I live with her. I don't know these things. <laughs> can you close the door, honey? I don't want to see. There's this mechanism inside the pen that spins around and, and pushes the medicine um, down into you. Hmm. I mean, in through the needle, but yeah. Hmm. So anyway. So that was going to happen. It was going to happen on air, and I thought, well, this will be an exciting, fun new thing that might turn people's stomachs, especially with the sound. Um, but as it turns out, the surgery is later than i thought so uh the shot will be at 4 30 in the morning so i'm sparing everyone congratulations i think it's for the better there's a 4 30 in the morning 4 30 in the morning <laughs> neat yeah it's two of them you're gonna get up tomorrow at four in the morning or whatever and four, enjoy- yeah i will get up at 4 20 because i have to take what? the medicine out of the refrigerator <laughs> <Yes>. Sick one, <laughs> bro. out of the refrigerator let it warm up and then prepare the shots and then give them to myself. And I'm worried I'm going to sleep through it, which probably means I won't sleep at all. Uh, and also, because it's so close to the retrieval, I'm 
more so than before, super, super hormonal. I feel like I have no buffer. And last night we went and visited some friends of Daniel's and they have two adorable daughters and the three-year-old was singing um, Baba Black Sheep. And it was so cute. And my eyes started tearing because it was so sweet. Uh, And then I was thinking, you know what? This is good though. It's probably good for my ovaries to be soaking this up. (laughs) Drink it in, ovaries. (laughs) Marinate in this. Oh, yeah. So That's an oxytocin release, right? I think so. Whoa. Isn't that what that is? I don't know. Is it oxytocin is the hormone that makes you like care about children, right? And makes you (laughs) and bonds you to someone that you just had sex with. Oh, really? I hope I don't combine about- those. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I learned that from my wife. Oxytocin. Yeah. Oxytocin. Yeah, okay, cool. Mm, all right. Nice. So another another thing, since we're talking about eggs, just got a few things to get to. And then I want to hear all about your sister's wedding, Greg. Okay, and but- we also have to get to the fact that as we record this, Jenna's due date is tomorrow. Right. So, yeah. so when you guys are listening, it's way past. Yeah. I'm, well, not way, but... A couple days past. Yeah. Still crazy. Um, so lots of stuff to get to. Let's tackle an unimportant one. So um, I enjoy hard-boiled eggs. <laughs> and sometimes I like to throw caution to the wind and just go ahead and buy the ones that are already cooked and peeled. And I always think this is the height of decadence and laziness. I am a useless sack of shit that I can't even hard boil my own and peel my own eggs, which obviously I can. But then I crunch the numbers today and I'm like, wait a minute. Eggs are so expensive right now. It's actually not, it's not that much more expensive. It's hardly more expensive to buy them this way. Here's my question. And it's for you, Greg, because you cook. And then if you don't know the answer, it's for you, Jenna, because you also cook. Sorry, Alan and Daniel and Jeff. I don't think you would know. I cook. Okay. I hope I know the answer. Everyone can chime in. (laughs) The hard-boiled eggs that are cooked and peeled, just they're better. The white is firmer and the yolk is yellow. Versus when I cook them myself, they are very, like the yolk is sort of gray slash green. That means so you're overcooking. overcooking. You overcooked oh. them. Yeah, you overcooked Everyone them. Everyone knows the answer. Yeah. yeah. Okay. But the white isn't f- isn't firm like these ones. When you make them? Is it just because yes. it's cold? I think it might be because they're cold and they've been like sitting there for a long time. Can I ask you old. three questions Please. about the way that you make eggs? Yes. Do you drop the eggs into pre-boiling water? Usually no. But this last, but I read that they're easier to peel. Because I was like, I can't, I can't keep buying peeled eggs. <laughs> Have some self-respect, woman. So I decided to do it myself. Uh, and so I dropped them into boiling water. And that was like the worst batch ever. They were really easy to peel, but I did not like... They tasted way too eggy, which I know seems desirable. But I, I, like, I like when they taste sort of um, like nothing. Do you remove the eggs from the refrigerator 15 minutes before you hard boil them? No. Do you put the eggs in an ice bath after you've hard boiled them? No. You're doing it wrong. Will all those things... All those things will improve your hard-boiled egg experience, yes. Will they make it so the yolk is yellow? They will make the egg creamier, and they will make the egg very easy to peel. Uh, but I see, I, I would prefer less creamy happening in my egg. Then overcook them. You're, you know, remember That's at Passover when they're like, eggs are like the Jewish people, the more you boil us, the harder we get, or whatever. Remember that whole thing? <laughs> I've, I've, Did honestly, you ever have a Passover? I've never been to a Passover. Wow. Seder. Anyone at this table? Danny, I'm having trouble with that analogy. 
That's a thing where they're like, it's, Wait, that's the whole thing the about more humble you boil us? They're like, it's basically they're saying like, the more you fuck with us, we just get tougher and tougher and tougher. Oh, like if you holocaust us or whatever, we just like our skin gets thicker, right. and so that's why you eat a hard boiled egg. You could really just use yeah. any sort of meat in that analogy too. We're like yeah. brisket. I guess you could, well, <laughs> you you, what do you eat at Passover? You eat brisket. Well, there right. you go. Um, you eat just a bunch of super crappy cheap food that it's you can overcook. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, taking them out before you hard boil them also allows you, they won't break when, they dro- when you drop them to hot water because they reach room temperature. And if you drop them into pre-boiling water, it allows you to exact the amount of time that they're cooking. The way I do it, not this last time, which they were not good, but normally I just put eggs fresh from the refrigerator into water and then boil it and then let it boil for a while not that long though and then turn it off and put the lid on and just leave it there for days <laughs> <laughs> and there i was fine with that method until i tasted the fresh staleness of pre-cooked pre like i just wonder how are they doing these in enormous if, batches in a giant pot. and then Are they, they steaming them, though, or are they boiling them? They're boiling them, I would imagine, and then they sit in a fridge for two weeks. Getting gross. I, the most I fascinating need. part about this is that you're aware of the current market value of eggs. <laughs> they are very expensive. <laughs> they, right they, oh, yeah. my gosh, yeah. yes. Really it drives expensive. me crazy. It's like gasoline. <laughs> yeah. Which and I shop down. all the time, and I guess I'm just not paying attention to the there current market value. A lot of, of chickens eggs. died in the the Great Chicken Plague of 2015. <laughs> I wonder why would that be? No, that's why. A bunch oh, it of chicken, is. Oh, yeah, yeah, chicken. There was like some sort of chicken virus. Flu or virus. Oh, is that? Oh yeah. shit! I thought you were lying. Wiped out chickens. Yeah. Do you know in the state of California what the two things that are legal to throw from a moving car are? Feathers and ch- and eggs. No. no, not eggs. Uh, cigarettes and beer bottles. I think. That's what I've seen <laughs> most of. Yeah. I was going to say empty Gatorade bottles. <laughs> yeah. full of but it's illegal to throw from... <laughs> no, the two things in the state of California that are legal to throw from a moving car are legal. Li- liquid water and chicken feathers. Huh. I was right about feathers. Those are the two things. And I, I would like to tell you guys something. I don't know if I've shared the story on the show. Please. That I'm aware of the funniest thing that I've ever said in my life. I was like 24 and I was in traffic school. And the dude who was leading traffic school, there was like, it was one of these giant traffic schools too. There were like 60 people in it. He told us the two things that are legal to throw from a car in California are chicken feathers and liquid water. And somebody raised their hand and said, what about ice cubes? And he said, ice cubes are not legal. And I raised my hand and said, what about water in its gaseous form? (laughs) And then I started laughing so fucking hard. (laughs) Pretty good. And everybody in the classroom was like, what do you mean? And they like all looked at me. There were all these douchebags in San Clemente. And I was like, there are three states of water. Could you put steam? And the instructor was like, that doesn't really happen. <laughs> but to this day, I think that's the funniest thing I've ever said. I disagree, but I think it's funny. It's because gash it's for him. I, I enjoy it. Are there more just me? Or- <laughs> um- <laughs> it's all right, bro. You guys suck. One more thing. <laughs> We're warming up. We're, you know, come speaking on. of meat, um, uh, I shouldn't have said speaking of meat because I'm going another direction and then I'm going to get around to We're going to be struggling to figure out how it relates <laughs> to know, meat. I know. So I know. Do you, okay, do you guys have this thing? I have this thing where I'll be sitting there watching some kind of TV show late at night usually and all of a sudden an extremely disturbing question will pop into my head and I will be like, don't Google it, don't Google it. Oftentimes involving the Holocaust. That's the main one that I have to tell myself not to Google because I'm like, if you Google it, you're going to feel like you just watched a horror movie. 
I don't say horror. I say horror. horror that was so weird. Movie. It came out horror so like, Who am I? <laughs> you know why? It's because I always want to say Holocaust. And I ha- I'm very deliberately saying Holocaust because someone corrected me on that one. And then horror came out. I don't know. It's like I was focused on my H-O sounds. Ho. Anyway. Me. Anyway. <laughs> yes. So I will tell myself, don't Google it because it'll, you're just going to feel haunted and upset afterwards. I googled the fuck out of it. <laughs> but a thought that popped in my head last night was I was remembering Jenna that you said it, that should I put the dishes away? <laughs> no. It's horrifying. No. Hor- sorry, I always, horrifying. No, no the answer Wait, to horror, that one. Um, I was remembering that you were saying that in Korea dog is a delicacy. Yeah. And then I'm like, what does eating what does dog taste like? Oh, Cuz no. you know that answer is on the internet. Yeah. That is what the internet is made for. You can google like what does eating human taste like and someone will tell you. Yeah, it's supposed to taste like bacon. Human mm. or dog? Human is supposed to take, taste like bacon. Hey, Harley Morenstein is like obsessed with that. He's done a cannibals lot of call cannibals call humans long pig. Yeah, that's true. Because that's it, true. we taste like pig. Yeah, we taste like pigs. So yeah. I see you guys have already Googled this. Oh, yeah. Anyway, though, so I couldn't stop myself. So I did Google what does eating dog taste like, and I came upon this article, and it was someone who's eaten dog and cat. And this guy's like, if you're a meat eater, you really owe it to yourself to eat every, you know, to, to at least try every single meat that you can. And I'm like, I really, really don't see Wait, it that way. Disagree. If, it, yeah. if you're like a hobbyist about it, I guess. Yeah. yeah. Disagree. I mean, I just... Yeah, I disagree. But anyway, apparently dog is like some of the most delicious, tender, one, like they're saying if you like Kobe beef, um, by the way, I would never, ever, ever. I'm just saying. I was yeah, surprised. Get out of here. Because I would, I would think of dog <laughs> as like, you know, like how you think of dog. Sinewy. Not like that a, good. Like a, diff, like a certain type of dog, though. Because from what I've Sharp heard. Head. Oh, really? <laughs> no, no, no. Oh, I my gosh. <laughs> I had one of those growing up in Korea. Um, from what I've heard is that it's not delicious. Really? Yeah. Okay, maybe it's how it was prepared. How Who knows if this one dude's article was even And real. Cat, apparently, has a slight sour taste to it. It's much lighter, and it's got tiny little translucent bones in it. And, okay, so then there was a photo. So there's a ton of photos of, like, prepared dishes where you just, you can't tell what it is, but the caption will say, like, you know, dog in a clay hot pot or whatever. But then the picture of the cat thing had a cat tooth on it, and that was horrendous. But then I get to the bottom. Here's the part where I should restrain. It said, um, graphic photos ahead don't say you weren't warned if you want to see them preparing the meat. And I was like, don't do it, don't do it, don't do it, don't do click, it. Click, click. And I didn't click. But even when I got off the page, I was still thinking about it, how much I sort of wanted to click. But thankfully, I didn't because I would not be able to do this show right now. I think I'd be so yeah, full of vomit and so upset. So really, what I'm taking from this is that we need to like look at your search histories regularly. Because <laughs> there's some yes. stuff going on. Yes. I type in questions all the time. And remember, you were la- Daniel saw my phone. You were laughing at whatever my question was. Because not only do I type questions into Google that are ridiculous all the time. They're, they're- of questionable spelling. Because and- <laughs> Google figures out what you're asking it. Totally. Yeah, you're, but yours wasn't even close. But it's still new, I think. Yeah, it was pretty amazing. Yeah. Right. <laughs> All right. Let's hear the wedding stories. Yes. It was very sweet, you guys. Oh. 
Um, I the ceremony went really, really well. I slayed. I slayed. I crushed. Good. I killed. Did, Did they cry laugh, cry? Yeah, I think I think yes they did both yes. actually. Um, first of all, when we were taking the pictures, and I saw him before, you know, and I saw my sister in a wedding dress, I I like lost my shit super hard, super. I was like not hysterical, but I was. It was rough <laughs> to see your little kid sister getting married. You know that. Have you seen Father of the Bride? Of course. Yes. You know that thing where he sees his daughter as a kid? Mm-hmm. I saw my sister, like, I remember bringing her home from the hospital and stuff with my parents, and it was really, really emotional. So I got all brave before the ceremony, and actually, like, when you officiate, I walked up first. Like, the doors opened, and I was the first person out with my mom, and then I walked to the front, and then I just stood there and watched everybody come out. But they do this thing if you've ever been married that you know where there's a pause before the bride comes out, you know? Mm-hmm. And when the doors open and she walked out, I was like, shit, I got, I got problems. <laughs> and she was walking down and I was just like, oh, this is too, it was too much. Um, the first thing that I did, my sister like didn't want the ceremony to be too Jewish because his family is like super not Jewish. Very like anti-Jewish. No, they're not. No, they're not anti-Jewish. Because that's the most. They're, okay, they're the second to most. They're great people. They're just like very Midwestern Christian, mm-hmm. I guess. Um, and she was a little afraid about that, so I waited till they got up front before I threw a yarmulke on, and then I looked over at my stepdad, and he gave me the thumbs up. <laughs> and this was the plan at the beginning: is I. I was going to have a chicken bone and a carrot in my pocket, but I couldn't find a chicken bone at my mom's house. And, and I realized later that carrot stains your hands red. So it became a, a seashell and a celery stick. So the ceremony opened and I was like, now, Mark, before we begin, there's just one little thing we have to do. I need you to hold this seashell in your left hand and this celery stick in your right hand. And I didn't tell anybody I was going to do this. And he's just staring at me. <laughs> and my sister is staring at me. Like, don't ruin our wedding like that. They're just tripping and... And then I made him repeat this sentence after me in Hebrew. <laughs> and then I looked at him and I was like, you're Jewish. That's it. You just converted. <laughs> oh and like ha- our half of the audience was just like howling, laughing. And the other half, like his family was like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> what just happened? Like, undo, undo this. Undo this. And he was staring <laughs> at me and no. I was like, what you just said is I took my dog to the park and then ate some soup. <laughs> Which is I had a friend of mine translated for me. There was like one second where it was very tense. And then I just went through what I did for the speech is I, I went through all of the stereotypical things that you're told to do about how to make your marriage last forever. And I told them why they were bullshit. <laughs> which were never go to bed angry, marriage is hard work, and people never change. And I kind of actually don't believe those three things. Um, you don't believe that marriage is hard work? <clears throat> I believe marriage is work. I think hard work is firefighting. Mm-hmm. Um, what I basically said in the speech is like, if you're a coal miner, you can't turn to the dude next to you and be like, I love you. Yeah, you can. You can, but it will be odd. But yeah. you can... The hardest work in a good marriage is not that hard. Right. It's not. It's not that hard. It's like talking and it's not that hard. Right. What about going to bed angry? I've gone to bed angry 50 times with my wife. I just don't think the definition of what I basically said in the speech is like what matters. It doesn't matter when you put the argument to bed. It matters that when you put it to bed, it's actually to bed. Mm -hmm. Like if you put an argument to bed, 
just because you want to sleep, you're fucked. It would be better to say, I'm still pissed. Let's talk in the morning and settle it than to be like, you know, I read that that 90-year-old dude still loves his wife because of this, so we have to settle. It's just, it, it's so much more important when you resolve it that you that it's finished mm-hmm. than what, I basically said your arguments might span a sleep cycle. Yeah. And don't call a lawyer in the morning if that happens. Like, deal with it the next day. It's just so much more important when you solve it. I feel like I, there, I think there was like, I had this vague memory of one night where we were having some disagreement or whatever, and it was like, can't go to bed angry. And I think we stayed up till like three. I was like so fucking tired. <laughs> but I was like, you can't go to bed. And so I just like lost a whole night of sleep because we just couldn't resolve it. When? It was a long time where, ago. Where, where was this? Was this here? Yeah. No, uh, no, I don't know if it was here or was before. Was it your place? I don't remember where it was. I just remember the next day being like, I basically pulled an all-nighter because I didn't want to go to bed. I have. It's so funny. I have a very it vague been memory of but I have bed. no idea. In other idea. words, Greg's right. It would have been yeah. better to go to bed and get a full night's sleep. Yeah, and just deal with it in the morning. And then deal with it in the morning and, and be I miserable. Remember, if I remember correctly, there was part of it, though, where we were talking, and then all of a sudden I'm like, I'm sorry, I felt asleep i lost like the last oh yeah it wasn't even productive like yeah. if you can't resolve it before you go to sleep go to sleep <laughs> just yeah. go to bed go to bed don't be idiots and try to be, <laughs> right have a overtired debate yeah. when you can't keep track of the conversation um and then as far as the, I, I actually don't i think people are continually changing and i think good people are continually changing that's what the process of getting better is mm-hmm. um and i sort of gave them this speech about like how the most unhappy people that I know say shit like music is bad now. TV is bad now because I think if you keep your mind open to discovery, you stay happier. Yeah. And I think that's part of being in a good marriage is you don't want to be in a, married for 10 years and be like, we have to keep doing things the way that we do. Like your life is going to change. Yeah. So I, I kind of don't think any of those are good advice. Yeah. Um, I did say the one about don't compare yourself to other couples. I think that one's okay because most couples think, they're the best couple already. <laughs> so it's a waste of time. It's just like, don't waste your time comparing. And then I, I said to the crowd, like, raise your hand if you're the best couple here. And everybody was like, we are. So um, so I did that. And then I had like these two sections at the end. One was like the speech I gave to Mark where I talked about meeting my sister's boyfriend, my future brother-in-law, and the father of my sister's husband at the same, at the same time. And then I turned to my sister and I like started talking about when she was born. And then I just fucking lost it. Yeah. It was really, really, really hard to talk about, like, you know, because she's 16 years younger than I am. Oh, wow. She's, wow. she's 16 that. years younger than me. She's, like, kind of like, I don't know if this sounds creepy, like but she's almost like a daughter to mm-hmm. me, you know? Yeah. Um, and then I talked about why they step on a glass. They, the glass that they stepped on was, my grand, was a wedding gift to my grandparents. But wow. I bullshitted that part, too. Um, I said that, there's two reasons we step on a glass, and one is that Jewish people hate glasses, <laughs> and the other one is some boring shit, and I couldn't even read the whole webpage about it. So I just told them <laughs> to let the glass symbolize like anything that, any doubt or anything that could destroy your marriage. And as soon as you step on this, there's nothing left. 
there's nothing left that can destroy your marriage. And then that was it. And then what is got the married. glass actually supposed to represent? You know, it symbolizes a bunch of things to a bunch of people. It has something to do with Isn't it like letting go or something. It has, it just depends on who you ask. Some people tell you it has something to do with the destruction of the second temple. Oh, some people tell you it has to do with the fact that <laughs> so man, lost. that man and woman were born from sort of the same animal. It's, it's, it's very convoluted. So you're almost better off just coming up with your own reason for it. But I did a, very good job of not crying until that part. Mm. Yeah. And then I cried like almost hysterically during the ceremony. And then I got my shit together. <laughs> and then I married them. And then the rest of it was super easy. It was really, really cool. Um, at the end, they did that. This is a thing now. What was the last time you went to a wedding? Wait, what? What was the last time you went to a wedding? Ooh. A couple of years. Yeah. Yeah. This is a thing now where the, the walkout has become Ours? a big Ours, thing. Yeah. Where like... Yeah. They hold like torches and sparklers right. and stuff. It's all over Pinterest. And we were lined up before we did that and somebody pulled out a joint. <laughs> and we all started smoking a joint and the people who owned the wedding venue like bolted out and were like, "You cannot do that here." Where were they that they did they see it or smell it? Probably both, but then I looked and I was standing like three feet from Mark's parents and I was like, Greg, you had you did it fucking perfectly until just then. <laughs> just then. Um, but it was great. It was really great. And there was a reception at our house on Sunday that was funny because everybody from California showed up in shorts and flip flops and mm-hmm. everybody from Chicago showed up in like white pants and a polo. <laughs> and like every and every single person there was in pants. And I couldn't be bothered to put shoes on for the thing. So California casual, or wait, California dress equals Chicago casual? Is that what we take? I guess so, yeah. (laughs) A lot of like, the Midwest is into colored pants. White and pink and pink green. And blue. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's a thing. Yeah, a lot yeah. of colorful pants at the yeah. party. I think when, in areas where it's super cold, sorry, um, okay. where it's super cold, when it's summertime, it's like, let's get into the summer fashions. So right. it's colored pastels, lots of different, whereas mm-hmm. out here it's just sort of all, you know, yeah, and, pink pants kind of blowing up in the Midwest, I guess. Do you have colorful pants, Al? I don't. You know, that's one thing I never really joined it was just t-shirt and jeans was my main Smart. thing but okay. uh yeah if you're like an accountant at price waterhouse coopers that's like right your, when you play yeah. hard on the weekend yeah, yeah. Exactly. your salmon we pants work hard are, but we play hard so i want to tell jen and al something though that at the wedding we saw uh these family friends ken and Corey, who lived across the street from us when we were growing up who are lds and i hadn't seen them in like 15 years and I, I was really excited to see them. They well, were the course, people that, Ken and Corey. We know. I'm yeah, just kidding. Sure. <laughs> I know you guys all know each other. Um, they were the people that when I was walking down the aisle, I was like, oh my God, that's Ken and Corey and their daughter who I hadn't seen since she was a little kid. We talked for a long time. They're really close friends with my family. And I told them that I knew you, Jenna. And they were like, from, the, from Meet the Mormons? And I was like, <laughs> yeah. And they were like, oh my God, she's incredible. She was so amazing in that movie. And then we went on YouTube and we watched a bunch of her doing comedy. I was like, yeah, I've been to her house. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, I had, I had funeral potatoes at her house and they were like, you know what a funeral potato is? And I was like, please. <laughs> <laughs> you were like, really? That was the best timing ever, oh, right? So to run great. into them. It was so funny because when I saw them, I was talking to them for like 10 minutes and in the back of my head, I was like, oh my God, I know Jenna Kim Jones <laughs> and I'm about to bring it up. It's just going to be a mind blower. And as soon as I brought it up, they were like, whoa like i could have said like you know i slept at shaquille o'neal's house for like three days and they would have just been like who <laughs> but i but i knew jenna kim jones and they were psyched yeah well great. you're welcome for that one <laughs> you're welcome <laughs> Ooh, that's weird oh so my weird. goodness so speaking of the mosses and the yes. kim joneses um 
How are you feeling? Oh, man, you guys, I'm never going to have a baby. It's just going to get bigger and bigger and bigger. She's a big baby. She's at least, according to the doctor, first of all, at this point, I feel like the doctors have sort of gone like, we don't know anything else to tell you because it's like they can't tell you when you're going to have your baby. Mm -hmm. They can't guess it. Uh, they can't really tell you exactly how big it is because the margin of error was like, what did she say? 20, 20 ounces. ounces today. <laughs> so how the, many ounces are in a pound? 16. 16. Okay, right. So, right. so, so like, like give a take, give, give or, take or take a pound and a half. Yeah. yeah. Which, which is like a lot of a baby. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so my baby is at least the lowest she is could possibly be according to the doctor is seven pounds, which means that's yes. a, like she's going to be a big baby. Right. I think so. Anyway, uh, this morning we had a, an appointment because I my due date is right here. It's upon us. And you go to the doctor every week now. And the doctor was like, well, we can do an internal exam if you want and see how your cervix is doing and maybe remove some membranes Ugh. or something. And I was Ugh. like, sorry, I didn't mean to do that. No, no, body stuff, it is. Ugh. No, it's, for me, uh, it's jarring too. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And in my head, I'm like, I really should do this, but part of me doesn't really want to, but I should because I want to know if I've dilated at all or if anything's even happening. Have you had a contraction? I thought I had, but apparently maybe I'm just a wuss and like it was just like, <laughs> I just had to go to the bathroom or something, you know? Wibos! So, so there's Wibos! membranes. She, it was like to word. separate Covering yeah. the, the cervix. Yes. Okay. And or like in between the cervix, between and, cervix the, and the, and the, the sac yeah, or whatever sac the baby's in. Mm-hmm. So anyway. So it's like a that's a real internal exam. Like, yes. Yeah. Like Tell you, me about it. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Well, they refer to like the ripeness of your cervix, like how ready it is. to. They do not use the <laughs> yes, term. They ripeness. Do. Yes, yeah. they do. Yes, they do. Yes, they do. It is crazy. It's like avocados, Greg. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) So, yes. So, she did the exam, and it was not going very well, and it was super painful. Way more painful than I thought it would be. I just thought it would be like when you go in and get a... Yeah, a pap smear. Like, oh, yeah, get in there and wipe out those membranes, right? (laughs) I mean, it doesn't sound great, but so she... And it was not pleasant, and I was like taking these like really deep breaths and she's like are you okay are you okay i'm like i'm fine i'm fine because i'm just thinking like at any moment you're gonna be done right this really can't possibly Was take she using this long her hand to do yes this? Ugh. right I didn't look. Oh, okay. <laughs> I don't know. I was, I believe I was in the fetal position in the corner. <laughs> I was having an out of body said, experience. Yeah, just, just tap me out when you're done. You know? Just let me know. <laughs> oh, so scary. So then, and, and she's kind of a small doctor and Al said she was like on her tippy toes, like trying to really get a good look yeah, inside. It was, it was weird. And she's super nice. But anyway, at, at one point, she finally just goes like, yeah, I'm going to stop now. <laughs> <laughs> and she <laughs> stops and goes, well, uh, we can't really. Um, you're, you're, you're 40 weeks you're tomorrow. You're pretty locked up tight. So we'll see how it goes this next week. We'll see you next week. So, I mean, she's Alan did say at the end, like at the last minute. I said like, yeah, but based on our research it could really go at any minute like you could still like within 24 hours all of a sudden uh you know the whole situation changes and ripen yeah some may say you can put your cervix in a brown paper paper bag bag. yeah on the counter overnight (laughs) give it a a squeeze of lemon (laughs) yeah 
So did it, she? You said that to her, and did yeah, and she, she agree goes with like, that? Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. So can go. I guess technically it could happen at any point, but it was a little disheartening for her to be like, "I'm just going to stop now" because it it wasn't working. Like she wasn't whatever she anywhere. was doing, yeah, yeah. And so that was a little depressing, but it was okay. After that, we went straight to this restaurant in Studio City that is like notorious for their baby inducing salad. And we bought their whole bottle of salad dressing. So what I have just been... What are you talking about? I don't understand. There's, is there's, this, real? this is a real thing. There is a place called Coyote Pizza Cafe. Oh, yeah. Studio oh, yeah. That's on Tonga. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I guess they sell like a... Some sort of they call it the maternity salad. And by the way, that's what that coyote was today. I thought that was just a weird joke. No, that's real. Coyote used to be on Laurel Canyon. I think it used to be under the market there, and that was the first place I ever had what they now call California pizza. Yeah, with chicken on it. No, this one was like a Caesar salad pizza. This is before California uh, Mm. Pizza Cafe. Anyway, good. Yeah, so what's the dressing like? So it's just like a very, it's really strong balsamic. It's actually really delicious. I had a salad tonight, but now I'm kind of thinking like maybe I should just like drink it. Where did you read that this induces labor? It's all over the internet and I've had um, friends who do it. Yeah, LA very weekly. reliable sources. <laughs> um, they sell hundreds of bottles of it over the internet well, every of month. They do. Wow! <laughs> and they like swear by. It, and there's women who say like, "Yeah, I had the salad. I had. I went in and had their salad and had a baby a day later." I was picturing you at the checkout saying, "Do you have a bendy straw? Because I'm going to drink this on the way home." <laughs> Honestly, I'm at that point where I'm like, "Well, maybe we'll just." I mean, because if you make a salad, it doesn't seem like it's enough. Mm-hmm. You know, like cause, not a lot. You don't want to overdress it because then it's just disgusting. But then I'm like, well, maybe I should just chug a like a shot glass full. How much of, have you had now? Uh, not very much. Probably a couple. Shot a couple worth. Not even. Yeah, I had like a couple teaspoons. I wonder maybe. if a dude eats it if he just takes a, a seven pound dump. That's, like, what he said. That's, why, that's why I didn't eat it. He was scared to try it. <laughs> I'm not interested. I don't. I don't. Whatever's going to come out, I don't want to know. <laughs> yeah. So so we're gonna test out the salad dressing and then there's been a lot of people like go get a foot rub or go do all these tricks go walking all the time and i don't know but i don't know if things, any of it's if gonna women work who are who are do do all these things a good percentage of them are gonna have their baby the next day right that's what i was thinking too you i know. know it's kind of it's all silliness but we went anyway we were well, like you gotta do it Dan, gotta, are you I suggesting holes in the salad dressing theory <laughs> i mean i don't know if it's scientific as often <laughs> jeff do you have like a drama or tension like a like a chase cue or something like that do you have anything like that okay alan jenna wakes you up at night and she says i'm having the baby you must have the plan in your hand. Tell us in your head. Tell us what it is. Go. Oh yeah. Oh, we're this just gonna good one. throw stuff in your bag and uh, jump in the car and go. You don't have the bag already. You don't packed? have the bag ready. Have you uh, driven the route to the hospital? Do you... Oh, we've gone a couple times. I'm familiar. I've got a Kaiser badge, so I'll just walk in and act <laughs> like I own the place. What if it's like traffic, like 4:30 p.m.? Uh, we can I get still... there without using the freeway. Yeah. Yeah, we've got lots of alternate roads. You don't have a thing like this goes in the bag and this goes in the bag. and this Well, goes no, the- you know, we have some like baby clothes aside. I've tried to get Jenna to set some of her clothes aside, but she only has so much that she can wear. And so that's the problem with packing early. It's like you want me to put my <laughs> maternity clothes in this bag and not wear them. All I have are four outfits. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so it's like, what am I supposed to do? But, you know, have I charged the electronics? Absolutely. Yeah. I always- <laughs> 
I always have a like we have a couple Kindles and like it's like a rotating he's Kindle charge. He really has been charging them all week and he's been downloading things to watch. I mean like that side of the equation, he's ready. Okay. So Al, yeah. Al's entertainment is taken yeah. care of. Yeah. Al's ready for his own stay at the hospital. You know, to be fair, I did he's got ask his chair. Yeah, and I did ask like, do you want a playlist of music or anything like that? And she's like, No. So I like, just feel like, am I really going to be in the mood to like jam be, out? <laughs> you know, like BB King and Blue Eyed Soul. So watch out. That's all uh, it's going to be. Can I say a, a very important question? So Kindle, really? Because I just I have a Kindle as well, but I just use the Kindle app on my phone or my iPad. Um, I did These not. These were gifts yeah. from my dad. So I we used the them. yeah we we like them for uh, watching. Prime Kindle Fires. Yes, they're Kindle Fires. So they have, you can download like Prime TV shows and they just stay, you don't need internet or anything. Mm -hmm. They just stay on the Kindle. So that's why we like it. If you're a Prime member too, for like eight bucks a month or 10 bucks a month, you can actually have like unlimited of a certain type of book or whatever. They'll have like a million. My uh, wife and I just just had an argument about the Kindle this weekend. Because she wants me. It's like, wah, 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 wah. It's like, Set it and forget it. <laughs> One day I'm not going to show up, and I just want you to do yeah. that every time there's yes. an opening in the conversation. Um, wow. She wants me to get a Kindle, but I don't want to get one. As opposed to? Buying books. Okay. Uh, I buy tons and tons like and tons books. of books. I'm like a voracious reader. And she was like, then, she, so I told her, I don't want to do that because I, like I like the way books smell. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and she that. was like, go to the library and Sniff. check out books because we're skint, as they say in the UK. Mm. And, uh, and I was like, no, but I like to own the books. <laughs> I like to be in a room in a house surrounded by books. And she was like, why do you care? And I was telling her that like, when I see all the books that I've read, I look at all of them and I remember that moment in my life when I read them. And I kind of feel like the books are like can still talk to me a little bit. See, you know what I'm saying? I like a ton of books too, but this one over here <laughs> does the, not like the clutter. He doesn't like books to be displayed. No, I just i I hate having to deal with books as a thing that you have in your house. Like I like to read. I like to have a book to read. I prefer that over a Kindle. And then he likes to throw it. But out. then I want to get rid of it. Really? Oh, wow. So well, if you read, unless like it's a, like a reference book or something, I'm I need for like a, a dictionary or, or whatever you would, or put just in the something garbage. like if I'm writing something and I want you know some reference stuff around. But otherwise, unless they're like art books, if if I've read the book, why I'm not going to read it again. See, I like, wish I had it. every book I had read somewhere on a shelf. But why? You're not going to reread them, probably. I don't. I don't know. I think it's like what Greg's saying. Because I feel a connection. Well, you're to wrong, them. both of you. <laughs> <There's> We're <laughs> both writers. I wonder yeah, if that's it I don't as know well. If that is, but I feel like I've kept. I would say ninety percent of the books I've ever read in my Part life. Part of it oh, is wow. moving a lot, and then when you move, and you, I used to have a lot of books, and so you know, you move and you have all these heavy boxes full of books and then you get in there and then you have to get the shelves and you got to put them up and they never look, unless you have like a library mm-hmm. or really good mm-hmm. shelves, it, there's never a place to put them where it looks good. What kind of relationship with books uh, were you raised with? Or what oh. were your parents' attitudes towards books? Um, I don't know the answer to that question, actually. My mom, my mom was an art history buff, so she had tons and tons of art history books. I don't have that many memories of seeing my dad read, actually. But mm-hmm. my grandfather, 
who was probably a bigger influence in my life, was a very avid reader, and his living room in their house was like wall-to-wall books. Maybe that's where I got it from. But I just always felt like from the first moment I ever loved a book that I wanted to keep it, in the mm-hmm. same way that I feel about records or whatever. Right. Um, but your so, wife wants you to get a Kindle. Yeah, and our house is like clogging with books. Mm-hmm. And I come home now with books, and she's like, we don't have enough money for you to keep buying books. And I'm like... Where do you buy them? At Barnes & Noble. Okay. I go to the bookstore. I like to like look at the books. I think, yeah, I think there may be your compromise. Which is what? Buy used books. Because uh, full price books is are, books are really expensive. But I mean, that's actually why I kind of don't like the Kindles as much is because once I bought this book, I can't share it with anybody. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can't is... trade with anybody. Yeah, you couldn't say, I love this book. You should really you should read, read this. it. I'll, Let I'll me let loan you... it to you, which I do all the time. Yeah, so I think if you went and got used books... Uh, or found them, you know, used online. I think that's a fair compromise. And, and used, used bookstores are really fun too. Yeah, they, they find the weirdest stuff and love it. They're really great. Yeah. No, there's one I do like hardback books. Yeah, me I think too. it's paperbacks that I hate because they they always look like crap after you read them. It's got the creased spines and everything. But if I have a hardback book, I'll, I'll put that on a shelf. I, don't I, I like all mm. of them, but I actually I feel the same way about used books that I feel about vintage guitars. Like I like that idea that someone else has had them before. Yeah. So I don't have any objection. I love it to when it. there's like notes. Or I love yeah. I love it if the things are underlined and things. I love that somebody else had thoughts of like reading it. And I get to textbook. have that's yeah. actually one thing I like about Kindle is it'll show you things that other people have highlighted. Yeah. So that you get to see sort of what people are responding to in the book. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. It's kind of neat. But what I find difficult with about Kindle uh, is that it's hard to refer back to something because oftentimes mm-hmm. if a guest tough. on my Monday yeah. show mm-hmm. has written a book I will end up you know I want to read the book ahead of time and yeah. I usually just download it and then if I want to ask them a question like based right on right it. exactly so yeah. yeah I still I still prefer the physical book it's better million dollar idea I'm going to give away right now oh shit <laughs> <laughs> feel free whoever whoever can get this to market first a, a little strip that you put across the top of your iPad or Kindle and it's a scratch and sniff. And when you scratch it, it's the smell of old books. Whoa. Ooh. You even sneeze a little. What about... It's like the opposite of new car smell. What about like a virtual book, silverfish yeah. that yeah. comes out of the Kindle yeah. and crawls around on the Kindle? That is the downside <laughs> to books. Or it could books. be like a little digital silverfish that crawls around in the screen. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, then yeah, you gotta yeah. squish it. That's what Ayala oh, that said to me. She was like... I was like, I love being surrounded by books. And she was like, they're just a house for silverfish. That's There's true. millions of silverfish in our house because of all your books. <laughs> if they weren't in the books, they'd be in your bed. They eat you'd your hair. That, you'd think silverfish would be smarter. What? Yeah, it, all, I they're they in all those hair. books. They eat the wax that holds books together and your old skin and hair. Oh, and gross. Dust. Don't they eat like dust? I don't, think, and I don't think they paper? eat. No. They eat paper. Yeah. I don't think they eat dust. I don't know. Well, maybe that's the skin. Yeah, maybe. A skin lot of, is dust. A lot of dust is just skin. Yeah. <laughs> this is really a cannibal, the cannibal's favorite episode. It really is. <laughs> Jenna and Al, does your house have silverfish? Uh, not, really. No, not really. That yeah. is not true. Yes. Yes, it does. No, just not, not really. It's not like we're infested. Well, I just haven't yeah. seen them. Why ask them if you know the answer already? Did because, you see one? No, I did not see one, oh. but you know your house has them. Oh, well, I am sure. That, yeah. I'm sure, but we've. I just don't see them. Does we're not denying the presence. Them? Cockroaches? Never seen nope. one. We have really? spiders. We yeah, do have spiders. Yeah. Spiders. spiders eat the cockroaches. Mm. It's true. Do you, do you ever do this where you imagine if if there was the ability 
to have a visualization of every bug or every rodent inside your house and like have the walls go away and you just see them glow. Oh, I've never had that thought. Like how many that would probably be. It'd be awful. It'd be awful. Yeah. Sometimes I like to think about though, if there was like a heat seeking missile type map in the house where all the delicious snacks would light up. That's great. <laughs> yeah. You already have that. I have that. Because Daniel and I talked about this a long time ago. Because he can have some... Like, there's cookies that I'm aware of every single day. Oh, yeah. Cookies that you got from some restaurant that have been sitting in the cupboard for months now. There's so much oh, stuff. Oh, right. Like, the valet. Daniel gets delicious stuff and then I completely forget about forgets it. about it. Whereas I can't... Yeah. I'm like, By the way, it's I'm always very keenly aware. See, I, I know. I'm like, I know where every snack. There's certain things that I won't eat forever. He, it drives him crazy because I'll buy lots of snacky things, and then I know exactly where they are and how many they are and what we have. But then I will avoid eating them forever until they go bad. And then I'm like, I probably should have eaten those. When are we going to eat these? Can we throw them away? <laughs> I'm keeping them. <laughs> I'm like a hoarder for Who snacks. Who wants a year and a half old Kit Kat bar? Yeah, and Japan. then I throw them away. Yeah. But then it's yeah, it's, it's a bad Instagram habit. Picture. Okay, well let's get in the picture. <laughs> Iola does that thing where she, I'll bring home crackers, and sh- she'll come into the office where I'm writing, and she'll be like, "Why did you buy those crackers?" And I'll go, "Cause I'm gonna fucking eat those crackers." And she'll be like, "But I'm gonna eat those crackers." <laughs> and I'll go, "Okay." And she'll be like, "Don't buy those crackers anymore." And I'll go, don't eat the crackers. And she goes, you don't understand what's going on. I here. understand what's going I on. If you buy the crackers, I, I'll eat all yeah, the crackers. That's true. And then, and then Jenna and Allison Rosen, I bought, do you know what Hava chips are? Yes. Yeah. I, you you know, should not have bought those. those are? Hava chips are a kind of, they're tortilla chips that are cooked in soy sauce. Oh, and they're from my hometown. They're from amazing. Laguna Beach. They're yeah. really good. Um, yeah. And I love them. And so that's what we were arguing about. So the next time I bought them, I hid them. And then what happens? She yeah. found them and ate them. Yes. But she comes into the office and goes, why did you hide the chips? <laughs> and I go, because you told me if I brought the chips home, you would eat all the chips. And, you go, and she goes, do you care if I eat all the chips? And I was like, I don't know the way to win this fucking argument. Do you want me to bring them home or not? Oh, this is you want so pr- real, though. So, yeah. uh-huh. so you, if you bring them home, she gets to eat them and then be mad at you <laughs> i've had and if to, you hide them she gets to eat them and then be mad at you i've had to figure out the things that allison thinks are gross and that that's the world that i can live in mm-hmm. so that's it's good. anything mint mm-hmm. i can have mint ice cream in the house uh uh salt and vinegar chips yeah oh my <laughs> um, you can have all chips oh i can Oh, I have chips are my like weakness of all we have. We have a shelf that's out of her reach, and I was putting things up there, and then and then she discovered the uh, the the barbecue tongs. (laughs) (laughs) So then he had to hide the tongs. So I hid the the barbecue tongs up on the higher shelf. (laughs) There was a moment when you found your wife using the tongs to retrieve chips. No, no, I think I found the tongs. How? Yeah, you saw the tongs out, and you put it together. (laughs) Yeah, I was like, why are the tongs out? And then you realize, because you were like, how are you? Because I would, I was very open about it. I'd be upset with myself that I ate chips. And I'm like, how are you getting them? They're way up there. And then I oh, found that's so great. I, there yeah. was one time I had half a bag of sun chips in the house. <laughs> and I went on a trip to go do a show. And I came home. And the whole trip home, I thought... I'm going to go home and eat that bag of no. sun chips. Uh, I, I know I going. earned these sun chips. I cannot wait. I got home. What? 
you had been gone for multiple days. <laughs> this isn't just a, I went to the comedy club and came home. No, I, I had travel. I was like on the airplane thinking about these chicks. <laughs> and I got home and he had, they were all gone. And I was yeah. so depressed. Honestly. Yeah. I was like, what are you? I'm a human man. What do you want me to do? I know. It was way too much of a Sorry time. a human ate that food. <laughs> you ate everything mint? You don't like mint chip ice cream? Oh, I'm mm. obsessed. Well, okay, now that I don't eat, that I'm trying to avoid carbs, it makes it easier to stay away from all stuff. Um, I There have been times that I've enjoyed mint chip ice cream, but in general, I don't find it tempting You in don't the same like way. mint in general. Right, right. You don't so like in mint general, toothpaste. You don't like yeah. mint. Right. So I... Yeah, I'm less tempted by it. Oh, mint. I love mint. So, so great. Much. Peppermint oh, ice cream is like one mm. of my favorite mm. things. So great. Mm-hmm. Everything mint. My mom, we used to make ice cream growing up. My mom would make this peppermint ice cream. It's like still one of my favorite things. <sighs> so that grinder thing with the salt. Yeah, yeah it's the best. Yeah. It's the best. It has that people, cooked milk flavor, yeah. you know. People don't like it or weird. Yeah, it's the best. Yeah. <laughs> So Al doesn't weird. really like it either. He's okay, because he's yeah, he's giving me a look. Like, he like yeah. can't take it. I know what I, you're going through. Alice. It's hard for us just, in this world yeah. of mint. I'm just staying quiet. I know. Yeah. It's but when we do have mint ice cream, I usually am the only one that eats it. So it does work out. It does work out. But I, I will say yeah. this: <clears throat> I would uh, like other flavors of ice cream too. Sometime. <laughs> Listen, I like mint, but <laughs> look, you had salted- no. I know, I know, I know. I can't have it, but I'm just saying. Like the other night, no, no, I know. Had, it's okay. You had um, you had salted chocolate ice cream Ooh. with no mint in it. Don't think I didn't notice. <laughs> <laughs> it was so I, gross, though. No, I remember thinking you don't oh, want it. It's disgusting. It's not mint, huh? <laughs> Well, By the that. way, can I just say, like, salted <laughs> things are good, but everybody needs to chill the fuck out on the salted stuff. Salted caramel, it's good, but come on. Overdoing it is what I'm saying. Okay, I've started to, when I eat chocolate, because I eat, like, a pretty good amount of chocolate every day, I sprinkle salt on it. No, wow. it's good. I just think, like, everywhere I go now, it, yeah, sometimes on dessert menus, it's the only option. It's just, like, salted chocolate or salted it's caramel. It's a little much. It's a little it's much. Like, yeah, it's, it's good, but... Mm. You know. I agree. It's it's, it's, it's a fad. Okay, let's do. Oh man, let's do um iTunes comment of the week. Allison wants your iTunes comments. Allison wants them. Yes, she does. Please leave her some iTunes comments and don't forget to click five stars. A R I Y N B F. Lifeline to the Sticks by Wendy Martin. Every week I say TGIF, but not just because it's Friday, but because Friday is the day I get to listen to the Thursday gang. You see, I live 40 minutes away from the nearest Target store, no Targets in Vermont, and the nearest Starbucks. Seriously, I actually cross a state line, Vermont to New Hampshire, to do this. But the long trip is worth it, not only for the $29.99 cost of giant bottle of Bombay Sapphire at the New Hampshire State Liquor Store, (laughs) Greg, $26.99 when it's on sale, Mm. but because I can listen and laugh along with my imaginary friends, limited carbs, Allison, Daniel, tonight, Jenna, I love most fruits and especially the watermelon, hashtag Al, soon to be the best dad in the world. Colonel Jeff, 
Love your pod, by the way. And dare I say it, my almost favorite imaginary friend, Greg. I am old and I live in a tiny, population 650, town, but not. But long ago I lived in New York City and worked in publishing. So I'm relating to your talks about real estate and quality of life. Stay in L.A., people. Surround yourselves with friends and pets. I love both cats and dogs, mind you. And comedy and music, and you'll be set. Thanks to Allison and Jen Kirkman and the Gilmore Guys podcast, Living in the Middle of Nowhere is Not So Bad. Thank you all. Thank you very much for that super nice super nice comment. Hello Love to that. the middle of nowhere. Yeah. Uh, if you would like to leave us a comment, go to iTunes.com slash Allison Rosen. Leave us a nice comment and maybe we'll read it on the show. And by we, I mean Al. Let's, <laughs> let's do Just Me or Everyone. Sometimes I ponder on something I have thought or done. Is it just me? Sunlit Cactus says, Look in the mirror to check myself out after an interaction is over, as though there is anything I could do at that point. Yes, I do that often. Oh, yeah. But it's always sad when it's, like, disappointing. Yeah. (laughs) You're like, oh, (laughs) darn. I really really should have looked ahead of time. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, like That's been in my tooth Hmm. all this time. Okay. Like you'll you'll talk to someone and then afterwards you'll go, I wonder how I looked during that conversation yep. I just oh, had. Yeah. Totally. Or I wonder how I looked in that picture I just took and then you like dread the moment it's going to show up on Facebook or Instagram. <laughs> right. Yeah. I mean, whatever. I don't yeah. overthink these you things. You have to rush but... home so you can untag yourself. Yeah, exactly. And hide it. Mm-hmm. Jill Katie says, just mirror everyone. When I see a guy wearing sunglasses on the back of his head, I automatically think douchebag. Yes. Yes. Real guy fancy oh, I, stuff. I usually think guy with a face on the back of his head. Mm. Or that. <laughs> Weird. Yeah, that one's no good. Don't do that. Mm-hmm. Don't do that one. How do we feel about baseball hat on the right way and then the sunglasses on on the hat. The same. Not good about okay. it. Okay, <laughs> got it. I think the back of the head's worse. Yeah, I back of the head's worse. Yeah. Yeah. You know what might be in between the two? The folded hanging off the back of your mm. collar. Mm. That's like the classy Guy Fieri move. <laughs> you know, I one thing I got from my mom is when I don't have my sunglasses on, I put them on the top of my head, mm-hmm. which I guess is not like a super guy thing to do or whatever, but I just... Hold them by, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, mm-hmm. that's what I do. Or I think I, that's a. I don't think that's a female thing to do, is it? I, I always know. thought it was very feminine. So yeah. if, if I ever catch myself do it, I'm like, stop it! No, I've had really? people tell me before that like that's a total chick oh. thing to do. Then yeah. you shake your hair out when you take them off. <laughs> <laughs> I might have back in the I day like when I've I had some. Though. Yeah, I, I don't think I've ever seen you do that. Well, that's because I have prescription sunglasses oh. now. So, but and also, so does anybody else well, put no, their sunglasses? I don't have them on. I usually have my glasses in their pocket. So, like, you put one leg of your sunglasses in your pocket and then the rest of it hanging mm-hmm. out the side? You know what I, I started what doing I is I started putting the the arm of it through the loop in my button if I'm wearing a polo. I think that's okay. Yeah, because okay. that way it doesn't, you know, free. Yeah, I think that's okay. Mm-hmm. I never wear sunglasses. Never, ever. Really? I oh, used man. to. But I don't anymore because I find myself constantly taking them on and off, yeah. especially if I'm talking to someone. I feel like they need to see my eyes or something, and I take Plus them off Plus, you don't go on. outside all that often. I guess that's really <laughs> what it is. I mean... Uh, so I just don't think... Yeah, I don't know what it is. Uh, my optometrist I don't want the me. raccoon... Sorry, yeah. I, I just cut you off. I don't want the uh, sunglasses tan either on my yeah, no tan. that's no fun. 
<laughs> my optometrist showed me pictures of the damage the sun does to your eyes, though. And that from then on, I was always wearing. You got to wear the UV protection. <laughs> like it really freaked me out. What are they pictures of? It just shows like how it damages the white of your eye mm. around your cornea. Tergiums. It's yeah. It's really. You get those of course, they always show you the horror areas, pictures. Yeah. Like Ugh. maybe I have tergiums. No, you don't. Okay. No. My, my mom had a does. bunch of them. He does. I think so. Like they're sort of just not white spots on the white of the eye. It looks right? like a yellow little spot next to your eyeball. Yeah, I think my dad has oh, this for man. the sun. Yeah. No, I just the assumed they were the UV, the UV rays. That's I have why, so, I, I'm sorry, Daniel, go ahead. Well, you don't buy the cheap sunglasses at 7-Eleven because what it does is it doesn't block the UV rays, but it <laughs> dilates your pupils, so it actually does more damage to your, mm. to your eyes. Tergium City. Yes, Greg? Uh, I don't have anything to say. Is there uh, anything else? I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> I have sunglasses on constantly when I'm anywhere outside of the house. Constantly. I also kind of don't like people to look at my eyes that much. Well, there you go. Yeah. Is that weird? Mm-hmm. No. no. Yeah. I don't like people. To- Thank you, Jeff. No, but if I'm outside <laughs> and I have my sunglasses on and I run into somebody or I'm talking to them, I might take my sun- excuse me, t- sunglasses off so that I don't. Because I think it's rude. It is rude. It is rude. Always, that, that is rude. I always want to come off as sincere and engaged and honest and like on the level and I and so that's why I, I don't want sunglasses on because I feel like that is communicated through your eyes and maybe other people don't care that much about maybe I care too much about coming off that way because really oftentimes I think like who cares right who, as I walk about the world meeting people that I will not see again who cares whether they think I'm smart or not smart or competent or not competent or this or that you know and yet i'm like always trying to project a certain image it's exhausting (laughs) you know what fuck it i should be able to say whatever i want and if i hurt someone's feelings fuck them yep i'm also constantly looking at shit in a way that i don't want people to know that i am boobs and butts no (laughs) no i mean yeah i mean yeah i mean sometimes i do that but like I'm, I'll like look at trees and stuff for a really long time. <laughs> you don't want people to see you looking at trees? No, but it's just like I obsess really tiny details, and sometimes I kind of want to do that in privacy. Do you know what okay. I'm talking about? Sure. He doesn't want to freak out the trees. <laughs> <laughs> you get very shy. All the leaves fall off. Uh, Harmony Barnard says. <laughs> Say excuse me to my cat when he is in my way, as if he's going to tip his hat and step out of the way with a bow. Yes, all the time I say excuse me to Wendy. Daniel and I have this conversation all the time. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, I say, I keep saying excuse me to her as if she understands. And then you'll say, I think she understands intention. And then I say, how does that work, though? Like, how would she understand my intention is I would like you to move out of the way? Well, if you move towards her, like, She's in the way. She'll usually get out of the way. I guess. Depends on what kind of back leader you are. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't know you did a season Milan impression. Absolutely. Oh, yes, he does. (laughs) Impressive. Mark Ring says, just mirror everyone, have an itch when I'm getting my hair cut, but too afraid to scratch it. Never, that never even occurred to me. No. To be afraid to bring your fingers to your hair if you're having a haircut. It makes sense, though. Oh, huh. yeah. Weird. I have to do it nonchalantly because like when they're cutting this, uh, my hair here, it's like it'll get on my face uh-huh. and they try to like get it out of your face and they miss it. And so it's itching mm-hmm. and you want to like brush it, but it's yeah, like, yeah, yeah. you're not doing a bad job. You're not doing a bad job. <laughs> I'm not it's insulting just, you. Yeah. It's hurting my eyes. Al, do you go to a barber? <laughs> no, I go to uh, Great Clips or Fantastic Sam's. <laughs> do, 
either of those places give you the shoulder massage afterwards? They offer it, and I refuse. <laughs> Every time they started offering, you're like, worth it's it. It's been a long time why? since I went to one of those. <laughs> no, why? Wait, why do you refuse? I don't. I don't want it. It makes him very I, uncomfortable. I want. I tip really well. If they don't talk to me, they cut it exactly how I want it, and they get me out the door. No talk saloon. Exactly. The no talk saloon. And mm-hmm. sport clips. The, they have a machine that like punches you in the back, and that's like their <laughs> that's their like massage. And I'm like, I don't need you to run the machine over me. Just get me out. If you don't want to touch me, don't touch me. I I, I get the massage because I go to a, a barber shop to get my hair sure. cut. Sure, yeah. And I always feel a little weird. It's a little weird. I always weird. feel a little bit weird. And it doesn't have anything to do with if it's a dude or a woman. It's just like, how did this tradition begin? The best I didn't thing. even know it existed. <laughs> so good point. Like, yes. Why, why is this here? <laughs> but how do you feel about like the warm shaving cream when they put the warm I don't cream? care about any of that shit, but like... If the fishmonger was like, I'm going to massage your back, I would be like, why? Like, I don't, to me, there's nothing about like, well, I cut your hair. Now you get a massage. Like the two, A A has nothing to do with B. Can we talk about massages for a second? Yeah, sure. Um, So like, I I need to get a massage because I get all these knots in my back from stress and everything. And really, only someone with strong hands can work those knots out. Like a dude. Like, you know, like someone of the dude uh, persuasion. Mm-hmm. But there's this weird thing where it's like, but is, it feels like, am I sort of gay to be wanting a dude to be rubbing my back? <laughs> but it's not like that. But then it, it's this whole thing. Because it's like, let's be honest, a massage is a kind of intimate thing. Are you afraid you'll get wood? No, I'm not worried about that. I'm worried about just, it's like, and it's not how I'll react. Right. It's like well, it's like Al a socially a acceptable thing. Yes, <laughs> just like that. I just don't. Yeah, I don't. You know what I'm it. saying? Well, I'm not worried that it's going to like turn me on. I'm going to be like, sweetheart, because, I got some news for you. Is it because when you book a massage, do you feel like, oh, I better request a guy because most likely they're going to think, oh, this guy wants a massage. Let's give a, him a female? yeah. It's like, hey, I want. Look, I want the dude to rub my back. Right. But then they're like, oh, you know, and oh. then it's weird wait, that we. What's what's the oh? Like, oh, we don't do those. You know, I don't know. Wait, 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 wait. Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> you, you're afraid that they'll think that you. I'm not really afraid. It's like, I don't know that it would stop me from doing it, but I'm just saying there's a weird social thing for so guys it's le- that, so it's- that isn't okay. there for women. Like, right. guy, for guys, there just is this thing. And I yeah. don't know. It, it, I don't know what it is. It's like a socially enforced, like it's not okay to have well, a dude is, rub your shoulders. It definitely is there for for women because my wife, who is massaged semi-frequently, definitely prefers to have a woman massage her body. Yeah. For sure. And I think that has something to do with their nudity or whatever. Um, but are you worried that... But in a way, it's the same thing. Yeah, it's probably the same thing. It's but the same thing. Is your concern, Daniel, that... He will think that you're gay. No, or that you no, will no. Think that's that you're the gay. weird thing. It doesn't have anything to do with what I think or what he thinks. It's Are you worried just, that like a camera crew no, no. is going to walk in? It's not. It's just a weird. It, I don't even know how to explain. It's just a weird. Like, is that okay? Like, it's not even. It's like a. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Does no one else know what I'm talking about? I think I, really I know what you're. Here? No, no, no. I think I know what you're talking about. But I, I am about. very. I pro massages and I love them. No, I'll would, get, I'll fucking I, get a, yeah, a, a like, dude to rub my back. Exactly. It's, it's like it's anytime, whatever. Hot, but it, 
No, because otherwise, I've had women rub my back and they and they have to like lean their whole body yeah. into it with their elbow because mm. they. Just, listen, the ladies just aren't as strong. Let's mm. be honest. Podcast boner. One of my friends, one of my best friends, whose name I will not say here, was getting a massage once, and she heard the door open, and she looked over, and another dude at the massage parlor was beating off in the corner watching her get a massage. Oh, that's awful. Are you serious? Yeah, oh my that's a true story. Yeah. She's, then what happened? She said that she felt too weird to say anything, and she finished the massage and paid and left the massage parlor. Al, I love that. Done, what would Al have done if Al, so Al, you're get, so Al, you're getting a massage. I'd be sneaking over and the my door phone. opens and there's a dude in the other room. <laughs> he he was in the same room. Oh, in the same he room. He went yeah. into the room that she was in. Oh my gosh. And launched the hand shuttle while she was I, getting massaged. I think he got to press charges. I think you got to call the police. That's, what was I mean, the massage therapist doing at this point? No, that was like this was the deal that he his buddy wanted to watch oh. this girl who was naked get massaged, so he like let his buddy in. Oh, gross! Yeah, oh, I'd, yeah. Have, to, super I'd gross. have to really super super that's super horrible. Gross. I, think that's you need to, I think you need to go to a place that charges more. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's true. I I also worked with this comic in a writers' room for a while, and we went out to drinks one night, and in front of all the other writers and producers, he was like. Greg, how many hand jobs would you say you've got at massage parlors? And I was like, I'm going to say zero because zero. How many have you had? No, actually, he said, would you say you've had more than 20? And I was like, no, man, I've had a for sure zero. For sure my <laughs> number is zero. About it. Just like, it sounds like your number might be more than 20. I will not say which comic that is, but... There's some dudes. I've, met, I've known guys like, who are really into those things. I just, I just, I imagine it happening to me and I imagine, did you ever see the Curb Your Enthusiasm where the girl was giving him a happy ending? Mm-mm. I just imagine her like looking at her phone <laughs> with the other hand and just being like, oh, I guess I need the money. It just sounds so awful and loveless to me. I would never, ever at this point in my life. I would never do that. But check back with me in five years. Lane says, feel immediate anxiety and dread when I see new neighbors moving in. Hashtag apartment. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. Oh, yeah. Yes. The old neighbors screamed at each other. I have about five of the arguments on the phone if you ever want to listen to them. Oh. Um, and the new neighbors have like a very intense, very animalistic kind of sex. Ugh. That is not. You have that on the phone. I don't, but I've considered. But it's not natural. The old neighbors. <laughs> Can you? The imitate? old neighbors who were known as "Make it worse, Rob. Make it worse. Make it worse, Rob. Make it worse." <laughs> they were like year after year of just like living in hell. And also, he was a fucking Giants fan, and they won the series twice when he lived there. Uh. When they got divorced, I was like. God damn it, I'm glad they're getting divorced. He made it worse. Yeah. Make it worse, Rob. Make it worse. <laughs> anyway, yeah, extreme anxiety when you... Also, the neighbors on the other side... I'm sorry, you guys. I'm not even drunk and I'm talking so much. It's okay. They're addicted to cornhole. When you live next oh, door yeah. to people who yeah. play cornhole, it's just like... <laughs> <laughs> Hold on, I'm not done. Oh! Just every Saturday watching football, just moved here from wherever, California dream, playing cornhole. And yeah, I have 
maybe the most extreme anxiety about new neighbors more than I do almost anything. It's sort of recent that I realized cornhole was a game. Yeah, I thought it was a thing that yeah. was an activity. That- well, I think it is. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's just a weird name for a game or a weird name for... It's like, go one direction, cornhole. And you set the game up and then one dude who's at their party is like, cornhole, get something like a butt joke and then just fucking <laughs> click, click. Oh! That's, us. That's just us right now. <laughs> okay. Rich Bryant says, when I need to cut a bagel in half, I think if I don't use a knife, it'll tear apart. And then I use my fingers and it tears apart. Wait. But your knife is going to be better than your fingers. Yeah, that's he's saying he has that thought, and then he's right. But he just does goes but against the, it. Anyway. Anyone else? Yeah. Mm, no. No. Yeah, not so much. Knives are sharper than my fingers. Um, several years ago, I cut my hand really badly surfing, and mm. in the when I was on in the emergency room on Sunday morning, they told me that they call Sunday morning the bagel rush hour <laughs> because so many people are in the emergency room for slicing their hands open. <gasps> cutting Ew, wow. Gross. Yeah. yeah, it's called the bagel cut. Is that what it's called? Yeah. yeah. There's, there's, yeah. Bagel Yuck. cut. What are they yeah. doing? Like, pull, like cutting, cutting it towards, towards themselves? Yeah, they're cutting yeah. it towards yeah. themselves. That's exactly. so gross. My it's mom so loves gross. toast or bagels or anything like that. and But she, growing up, she would... Well, she only ate, I can't believe it's not butter, mm. but mm. yeah. So with her. Spray she, or in the tub? Both. Okay. Yeah, but th- when she would eat carbs, bread or whatever, she would take the piece of toast or bagel or whatever it is and then the entire container of I can't believe it's not butter. <laughs> and then dip it? And then piece, rip off a piece, take the knife and spread the butter just on the one little piece and then eat it piece by piece like that because she loves the butter so much. She had to dunk some trivia on that. Oh. Yeah, she should. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I can get behind eating like that. Mm-hmm. I realize a lot of people can't. Michael Mart says, just mirror everyone, sometimes worry about offering my subway seat to a young pregnant woman who, in fact, is not pregnant. <gasps> yeah, yeah I careful. can relate to that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And lastly, Leanne Ward says, mm-hmm. I don't get offended if someone tells me I look terrible when I'm sick or super tired. I just feel validation. I know what you mean. Um, is that, that's B slamming, right? No. Oh shit! Fuck. It's okay. But this is a, is a, but Leanne is also a super fan. Okay, I know who she is. She writes really nice things to me on Twitter. Yes, she's, she's super, super cool. nice. Right. Um, yes. If I am sick and someone tells me I look sick, then I do feel validation. But I was walking out of the fertility clinic with Daniel. He went with me on Sunday, and this receptionist who I really like was like, "Feel better." And oh. I was like, mm. "But I, I." There's nothing wrong with yeah. me. <laughs> Get out of here. That's weird. That Feel pregnant. Me. See you next time. Yeah. You guys, if you're going to buy something on Amazon, perhaps a bagel slicer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, click through the uh, banner on my website, AllisonRosa.com. It doesn't cost you anything extra, but it helps out the show. Thank you for your Amazon support. Thank you for PayPal support. PayPal links on the right side of the website. We have t-shirts on the website. Go to the website. Click on the t-shirt. It takes you to the site where you can buy them. We have ringtones available. Hey, 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 go fuck yourself. And also... Touch the tushy, touch, touch the tushy, tushy, touch And you can get the these tushy, by searching touch, Hey Go Fuck Yourself or Touch the Tushy, touch the tushy, uh, tushy from your iPhone in the iTunes store. Also, we, they, if you're not an iTunes person, they're available on Gumroad. G-U-M-R-O-A-D dot com slash Allison Rosen. Gumroad dot com slash Allison Rosen. Other stuff available there, too. Go there. Check it out. We have special bonus episodes available. Comedy album section of the iTunes store. 
Uh, if you like what you're hearing, subscribe. iTunes.com slash Allison Rosen. Follow me on Twitter at Allison Rosen. Follow the show's Twitter feed at A-R-I-Y-M-B-F. Email us, A-R-I-Y-M-B-F show at gmail.com. Jeff, where should we go for you? You can find me at Colonel Jeff Fox on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And my podcast is Barracuda Radio, where finer podcasts are found. Daniel? At Daniel Quantz, Q-U-A-N-T-Z. Alan? At Alan Moss on Twitter and Instagram. Jenna? Uh, you guys know you need some more Al in your life, so check out our podcast, Sorry Not Sorry, with Jenna King Jones. Al <laughs> Chat! <laughs> on uh, iTunes or on my website, jennakimjones.com slash podcast. And Greg? At Dong Attack. And you guys, best of luck to Jenna and Al and the new baby. Have a baby. Very exciting. We're trying really hard. Very exciting. One of these days, although actually we're doing a little pre-recording, so I'm realizing that by... You may have it by Yeah. Time. Yeah. Just, uh, just check Twitter. Okay. <laughs> thank you for listening. You guys, thank you for being on the show. I love you all. Goodbye. Hey, do you know about the Allison Rosen Show? Rosie is your new best friend.